We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two light years, Andy Lou. The Warriors beat the Dallas Mavericks 127 125. Biggest win of the season, dare I say? Yes. Are they back? Are the Warriors back? <sighs> that was the best win of the season. Are they back? Sam, we're going to spend an hour tonight selling the, the fans, the loyal light years listeners, on the fact that the Warriors are going to make a championship run. So, yes. The Warriors are back. <laughs> title the show. Mr. Dem, title the show. The Warriors are back. So many places we can start with it. And I have a lot of thoughts I want to get to on said subject. But we got to start just, you know, somewhere a little controversial. So uh, a one, Mark Cuban, had a tweet that went out not even before the game was over my friend not even before the game was over for those wondering about the play with a minute 54 to go in the third let me explain what happened the refs called Mavs ball the announcers announced it then there was a timeout during the timeout the officials changed the call never told us then when they saw the lineup as it was it was our ball he gave us the ball to the Warriors never said a word to us They got an easy basket, crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. He also let everyone know he will be challenging said call. Oh, You know how I know the Warriors are back? This is how I know the Warriors are back. When, When the conspiracy theories come out, about why they win, that means the war- warrior industrial complex is back. People are mad. Yep, I have. I think <laughs> I have five thoughts. I'm going to lose count when I start this little little rant. I'm going to do. But <laughs> first one, Mark Cuban turned off the replies on this. He only people that he follows or mentioned can reply, which is hilarious to me. Uh, second, did you watch the basketball game? <laughs> the Mavs shot 28 free throws. The Warriors shot 18. Uh, we also saw a myriad of missed calls uh, and calls that went to Luca. Luca, we're, we're going to talk about later on. Number three, 
The Warriors were up by five. They gave up a three that didn't matter. They didn't even play defense because they're up by five. The game was over, right? Number three. Uh, number four, and like you said, Sam, and perhaps most importantly, this is loser behavior. <laughs> Come on, man. You're a billionaire, Mark Cuban. People dream of being on your show. Or whatever. is he in the he three comma club? I don't. I have. You know, I'm not. I'm not a millionaire or a Chris, billionaire. You know what I mean? Chris, so Trace commas. You know. Come on. I mean, be a better person, right, Mark? Like, come on, man. Come oh. on. What is that? Grow up. Somebody tweeted me like that's Daryl Morey behavior. I mean, that's what this is. Come on. This is embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Honestly, it, what Luca was doing to the refs. You see uh. the money sign that he was throwing up. That was embarrassing too. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I, I don't even know that I have anything to say other than laugh on live stream because there is nothing worse than a sore loser. Like we were texting during the game and you uh, and, and friends of the show in the elusive Warriors group chat, which shall not be named, were frustrated with the uh, – with the calls and I was just sitting here going, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait a minute. I'll wait a minute before I get frustrated. Maybe it was me. I was feeling confident. Maybe I had a good day. I don't know. Um, I would have been the most mad of anyone anyway. Um, but, I mean, uh, it was just, it was just, I, I just don't understand. Memphis did this too. Last mm-hmm. postseason. I, maybe it's just a warriors thing. I, I, I think a lot of the times it's, it's the calam, it's the situation. Right, the this was a four game swing. I mean, Anthony Slater had a great tweet. It's now the Warriors are basically three and a half games because they have the tiebreaker over the Mavs. Um, not a good situation for Dallas. And when you, whenever you see teams that get pissy about the Warriors and start acting like Karens, uh, it's because <laughs> they, you know, they lost in the Western Conference Finals to the Warriors, or they lose in the first or the second round to the to the Warriors because they talked all smack and then. And then they end up losing. It's stuff like that. And I think tonight, Dallas, especially Mark Cuban and Luca, like they they probably feel like they lost a chance to get the six seed or the five seed tonight. The Warriors, as shitty as they have been all season, Sam, tonight put themselves in a great position to be out of the playing game. They may have two home games this postseason. So I mean, it's a great win for the Warriors, and it's oh, a devastating. I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to put a picture of Joe Lacob celebrating on the stream. <laughs> I wonder what his reaction was. You know, whatever you want to say about Lacob, he doesn't do stuff like this. I don't even think Lacob has a Twitter account. He probably has a burner, but like, he doesn't do stuff. At least not in public. I, uh, he definitely has a burner based on your and my mentions. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's just loot. You're correct. It's loser behavior, and to your point. Like we were saying it on the last pod, this is this is the season right here. It, it's going to determine the Warriors are now one and a half games up over Dallas, but with the tiebreaker, that's two and a half games. I would be very surprised if any team in this five to ten melee can make up two and a half games with eight games left in the season. Like every one of these teams is playing 500 basketball. None of them are going to go seven and one to close the season. (laughs) It's going to be one of those things where the Warriors probably go five and three and Dallas goes five and three at best. And they, they, they they hold ground. That's kind of how it goes. And OKC who's actually snuck above Dallas to the seven seed. Great story. Like everything they're about and all that. But like, do you really think they're going to do any better than 500 basketball the rest of the way either? Like, Probably not. Yeah, you never know, but it, it just feels like this is about kind of beating 
the opponents in the play-in and like taking care of the games you got to take care of. And and the Warriors, I mean, no, I don't want to get too far. I don't want to get too far mm-hmm. looking at the schedule, but um, they, I think for the first time this season, won a game in crunch time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like four point four four minute game it was a tie game and they made enough of the right plays. Um, I think Dallas missed some open shots, but hey, we've watched all season. The opponents make bullshit shots, right? Um, and Luca got tired. Like it's one of those things where how many times do we have to see this? How many times do we have to see someone like Luca get tired or get doubled? All of a sudden, their offense doesn't work, and then the rest swallow the whistle is not cough out. I just I felt like I've seen this game before, Sam. It felt good to me because this is how I grew up watching the Warriors win the last eight seasons. Like very good defense, Steph carry us on offense. Like that's stuff that I've enjoyed watching and watching them win. So. I like how you're trying to make yourself younger than you are. Uh, Up the last eight years, (laughs) 23 years old when the Warriors start becoming very good. So growing up doesn't even that doesn't even make sense. But I mean, just the last five minutes felt like Warriors basketball. That's what I'm trying to say. It did. It did. Shout out, Big Tony. Nine nine points, eight rebounds. (laughs) Yo, he hit some Um, big shots. It's a big shot. He did. (laughs) I mean, he. I'm not sure he's an NBA player, but he does play Warriors basketball. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we're burying the lead. Yeah. Let's talk about the player who, are. you know, Steph had the big closing shots. Draymond made a bazillion plays as we expect both of them to do the entire way. Um, but the story tonight, Jonathan Kuminga guarded Luca as well as anyone. And more than anything, like I'm, I'm going to turn the mic to you because I know you have thoughts on this, but it's like the growth. Look, I'm still not convinced. On the Warriors this season, I kind of feel like it's 2021. Mm. But if it's like that, if they get Kuminga to take a step, at least it wasn't a wasted season, and it does feel like he's on his way. I Yes. This was the Kuminga game. I watched this, and I haven't been super down on Kuminga. I've never been super up on Kuminga. He's kind of been, to me, like just kind of whatever. Sam, dude. This game was. This game was coming, the game. You coming over to my side finally. This, I am because you've always been super higher on Kaminga than I have. This is the game to me that valid could validate uh, what Joe Lacob loves as his second timeline. I don't think the second timeline's mascot is Jonathan Kaminga. I think it's always been another person. But I think if you're talking about <laughs> this this type of game, I'm gonna say his name, dude. If you're talking about this type of game where he pressured Luca up and down the court. There's a reason why dude was tired. Looked like GP2 and Dante out there. Luca made some tough shots. He made some good passes, but the passes that he made were not Kaminga's fault. And then the buckets that he had, just cutting, right, screening. And then he has this spin move left-hand scoop shot that he did three times from like six feet away. I have no idea how he makes that. Nobody on the Warriors can make that, not even Wiggins. Special. I mean, he has the chance to be for the first time, I think watching this game, going up against one of the best players in, in the in the in the world, um, to me, this game felt like a a Jonathan Kaminga could be some special. Maybe by the end of the season playoffs, but definitely by next season. Tonight, this game felt like that to me. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone wants as many two way versatile wings as possible, and it sounds great on paper. And then you start seeing a bunch of wings play, and you're like, well, he can't handle. Well, he can't really shoot. Really shoot well, yeah. Does he really defend? Was well, he really an all-around player? Like it, it's you know, it reminds you how spoiled you were watching the Warriors with Clay, the doll, like KD, Draymond, like and all this. And we all know this. And uh, even Livingston, like you know, kind of you get a little spoiled. 
But the thing that stands out to me with Kaminga, the whole thing, is it's two things. Well, it's three things. One, the raw <laughs> physical tools, anyone with eyes can see that. Like, he's a freak, right? He, he can get off his feet as fast as anyone ever seen. He can move with the best of them. But the things that intrigue me about him are competitiveness, like pure, you know, pure dog. Dude gets angry. Dude likes to compete. You can remember in the early season when Steve Kerr was benching him and how pissed off he looked like that. To me, that's that's what I need to see. I need but to didn't see, give up, but didn't give up. Exa- exactly. Didn't give up. I, I, but I've seen players who get benched and then they they pout. And they're like, coach doesn't get me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we've all played with dudes like that too, right? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, but Kuminga, it was, it was kind of, he took a personal and he reacted exactly the way that I think the coaching staff thought he would react or hoped he would react to that sort of thing. You actually called that out, by the way. Um, you actually called, you were always pretty bullish on the fact that Kuminga will kind of, this is the coaching that he needs. And honestly, it's same with Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, it's it's a similar it, thing. In some ways, you wonder if like they aren't they aren't hard enough on pool this year, you know. But uh, anyway, money changes it. things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's hey, by the way, Jordan Poole played very well tonight. So you know, he I did. Have, and we'll talk about that later. But back to Kaminga. I mean, to to your point, he's smiling out there. By the way, yeah. he, he's got a very evil serial killer smile that he shows out there. It's I mean, Luca is smiling while he's getting buckets and dropping dimes. I mean, that's stuff you see from stars where they're just. I mean, Steph does the same thing where it's like, yeah, we're in a super pressure situation it's just the biggest biggest game in Kaminga's career yeah. biggest game that he played real minutes in I know he started a game against Memphis last season but this is a, <laughs> was the biggest game that he played real 30 plus minutes in and you could argue that what third best warrior right maybe like Steph Draymond tonight were, were yeah. great pool was great and then you got Kaminga right up there right up there maybe second or third best player I mean that was with with Clay being bad you know and, and Dante I mean they put they put Kaminga on Luka not Dante Right. And For that sure. was a Wiggins assignment. And Wiggins is not playing right now. And they've essentially handed. No, they haven't handed. He's essentially wrestled that role and taken it for himself and said, hey, let me be the Andrew Wiggins. So, and he, you know, made a couple threes tonight, too. Yeah. So. And, and that's the the other part of it, which was the third thing I want to get to is like the skill growth is probably the most exciting. Like, look, last year is like freak athlete, but can't really shoot not really a ball handler, not really sure what he does other than like get his head above the rim. Uh, And at this point it's like, you know, decision-making is quicker and quicker and he's really figuring out warrior style basketball. And it's, if there's a young player to be bullish on, it's Jonathan Kuminga at this point. And, and that's exciting. This week's light years podcast brought to you by factor. Sam is Fendiari. I am trying to lose weight. I am trying to get under 200 pounds. For me to do that, I actually need to eat healthy for the first time in my 31 years of existence. So I am trying to do that with Factor. Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one rated eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Look and feel your best in time for warmer weather with calorie-smart meals around 550 calories or less. If you're too busy to cook with Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Choose from keto, which is the new thing I'm trying, sort of, keto, uh, vegan and veggie, 
calorie smart and protein plus options on the menu each week prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to be satisfied all day long. So in the last month, because of factor, I've actually lost five pounds. So there you go. Success story from the Light Years podcast. Um, head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50. Use code lightyears50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code lightyears50 at factormeals.com slash lightyears50. 5-0 to get 50% off your first box. We have a special guest. All right. You know, that's wrong. Warriors have won two on the road. Uh, which I think triples their season total. In other words, they're back. Title chase is on, and we have to bring on Dubs fan number one. <laughs> lifelong, lifelong Dubs. Trista, <laughs> lifelong Trista. Dubs fan. How you doing? I have been. Uh, it's it's really hard being a lifelong Dubs fan because you have to hold water for for us when it looks like they're dead, right? You have to just continue to say, I know it looks bad right now, but just believe, just believe in it because this is a team. What did Draymond say? I don't get out of, I have a hard time getting out of bed in March. brother. I know. So ultimately, you know how I knew that this team was ready for a comeback is last week, maybe Monday. Last week, I think it was when all that Andrew Wiggins dirty, filthy rumors mm. came out mm. right before you had your little thing. Um, <laughs> right before you had it was like maybe two or two days before you had your little thing. So it was last week. And I was like, okay, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is coming back the rest of the season. I I dug around everybody who uh who says they know what's going on. It's like I don't think he's gonna be back. And so I'm like, well, if Andrew Wiggins isn't coming back, then how good can this team be? Maybe they are dead. I've been I've been just hanging on for hope, just just holding on, even though the storm's been pulling me from left to right. And then here we go. You see championship caliber basketball against a, a team that's one of the worst in in the league in defense. However, is a team <laughs> it's a team that you know you, you would expect in Dallas to give you a fight. Do you believe? I have so much money on the Warriors. Oh my god! I'm, I have so what? much money. To do what? Come out of the West. Yeah. I have like seven, eight bets on the Warriors yeah. to come out of the West. I have a, a little. Have you money. hedged? Have you hedged? Not yet. Yeah. Well, I have, I wow, have, that's uh, sick. That's really sick. Well, I have Kings to come out of the West, but that's like you know, that's like a. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's like a money. At what point? At what point did you place that bet? I've placed December? it al- along the way. Multiple like, times. You're a sick oh, human being. You're very nasty. Along the way, wow. like holding on. As the price changes, I've got them 18 to 1. Just, to drop, the pro- just drop the promo code. All right. <laughs> yeah. 12 to 1 to come out of the West. 9 to 1 to come out of the West. 8 to 1 to come out of the West. Plus 450 to win it all right when they won the championship. Plus 650 to win it all earlier in like maybe January. I have so much money on the Warriors to win that I'm thinking maybe that will be the one thing that it, causes them to lose. It do- <laughs> I mean, it does feel like, and the chat here is some people are giving us some slack because the, the Warriors have just won two games, close games, and, you know, maybe not all the way back. But, I mean, to me, it feels like this 99% is 99% kind of back. It, it, it does feel like it could be a turning point, though. Um, they win a road game. Again, they've won three road games this season. Maybe two. Maybe one. And they win yeah. one against... 
they win one in Dallas in a must win. At against least Luka. half the stadium is Warriors fans. Can we even call it a road game? Yeah. You know? Did you like, hear the announcer say that the, the atmosphere sucked? That was crazy <laughs> to hear. Like he was just like, hey, like it's kind of it's kind of mid in here. And I'm just like, is it is Dallas is the Dallas crowd bad? Is it not good? That's I don't think it's I don't think it's like a top five crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're we're not we're not in peak Dirk Nowitzki land no. anymore. Um, Did you guys see Luca do this to the ref? Oh, he gets away with a lot. Like, I mean, look, okay, Draymond tends to get away with a lot too. So, you know, can't Not like really that. Talk. But Not like um, that. <laughs> yeah. First game back, just running his mouth. He is, I think he is maybe the best villain in the league because he's just good enough to back it where you're just like, all right, but I, I'm a little afraid he might hit a game winner. By the way, what was that play call from Jason Kidd at the end of the game? He's not good. Dallas fans hate Jason Kidd. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they, you ever I, get on Dallas Reddit, Reddit it is wild in there. Uh, I just – I thought he was bad, and then they were good last season, so I kind of shut up. But turns out he's just terrible again. But, I mean, that's not a serious – you look at that offense. not a serious offense. It's I mean, not how, a serious how you, offense. <laughs> it's not a serious defense either. Yeah, Christian Wood made Jordan Poole look like – Jordan Poole from last season, and that was special. I, I was like, hey, that's that's what we saw last season. Good job, Christian Wood. Wait, I mean, Josh Green's their second best player currently. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on down there. So, <laughs> Jaden Hardy, pretty good. Yeah, Jaden Hardy does have potential though. Pretty good. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Trista, because like obviously you're being a little facetious with the Warriors. Like, it's it is what it is right now. Um, but who in the West? actually inspires hope the kings are obviously the most fun team in the west and you know everyone wants to believe in that story but you know you're not getting Andy and i to buy them um until we see them do it the entire conference is flawed like it feels like the basically the eastern conference the entire run of lebron's career you know we're just like wow this really sucks yeah no i mean that's the only reason that i kept buying back in on the Warriors besides like the legitimate hope to mush. But you look <laughs> at, you look at if you know, right now Warriors succeed, but when I was thinking, okay, maybe they're seven or an eight, who are they matched up with? If they were matched up with the Nuggets, Vegas would make the Warriors a favorite in that series. They would, they wow. just would. Wow. They, they would, because you look at the Denver defensive efficiency and rating over the last, like since the all-star break. And I think they're 26. They're giving up a ton of offensive rebounds. Uh, what does that mean for guys like Kavon Looney? Like, what does that mean? Like, so that matchup favors the Warriors in, uh, in my opinion, it does still, you look at the Grizzlies, if the Grizzlies are a two seed and you're a seven seed and you say to yourself, okay, well, we've seen this game. Like, we know what it's like to have three three-point shooter assassins on the team against a half-court offense that has no shooters. They have Desmond Bain, and that's it, right? They've, that's why John Brooks going to get some shots up. He's going to get some shots. Oh, he's going to get some shots up. So Jaw's not a three-point shooter. Uh, Dylan Brooks is not a three-point shooter. Jaron Jackson's very mid from three, and it gets extremely physical. You kind of have to give the edge and the histor- history against – the Warriors there. And then the Kings, as much as, you know, I've been a Kings backer pretty much all season. You say to yourself, okay, are we, are we going to make this just like an up-tempo offensive game? Like are the, if you trust one team in a fourth quarter to get stops, which out of those two teams do you trust to get stops? I trust the Warriors to get stops, especially if you can get some version of Andrew Wiggins back. So one, two, three seeds, 
I still say Vegas makes the Warriors a favorite. So if it's a wide open West and there's a team that's been going to finals and finals and finals, you think to yourself, well, I don't know. I don't know. And and that's honestly like nothing about this team inspires hope other than the fact that everyone else inspires zero amount of hope. And I'm like, well, they really just need to get to like two thirds of who they are and they might just run the table because they're all mediocre. Yeah, it's, it's the most Midwest I've seen in my life. And now you have Paul George, who's out for at least the first uh, postseason series. Oh, man, that's rough. So it's like literally another one bites the dust. And then you've got Kyrie and Luca, who are both banged up, but obviously not themselves anyway. And then who do you have? You have Phoenix. Phoenix is the only team where you could say, all right, well, that's a real matchup, but they have zero depth. And are you just going to collapse on Devin Booker and collapse on Kevin Durant and make Chris Paul be old and try to take threes? Like that's t- that's like really really hard. And you'd have like some version of Ish Wainwright in the corner. Who's like, Ish Wainwright? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw him try to guard Giannis. I actually felt pretty bad. I just it was it was rough. Um, it is, <laughs> it is it is not a good West. I mean, just up and down the list. And I, the problem, though, is if you're the Warriors, and I think GP2 is back next week, the problem is they I still don't think they get through it unless Andrew Wiggins is back. That That's the real, the real issue. And I don't know. You guys think he's – I'm not going to do too long on this segment again. He but doesn't owe you anything. I just – I don't – you can't win with – I'm just saying you can't win without him. As much as – you know, we're going to go back to talking about Kaminga at some point here, but – um, I mean, Andrew I don't Wiggins know why it's a, I don't know it's a hot take to think when you need one of your three highest paid players to win. Like it, it's three. He paid more than Draymond. He does huh? by yeah. substantial by amount. But yeah, amount. it's I mean, it's yes, he was maybe their second best player in the playoffs last year. Like, yes, he's good. You don't get to praise him and then like pretend like he doesn't matter if he's not there. So objectively, from a basketball sense, he is missed. No, I, I mean, there's no question. He's the guy who is locking down Jason Tatum. He's the two-way wing that you need, especially Crazy. considering that you don't have Otto Porter there anymore. You don't have Bielicia mm-hmm. anymore. So, mm-hmm. like, that depth is gone. You've got, like, way too many Anthony Lamb minutes, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, like, irrelevant to the Andrew Wiggins scenario. But, like, there's just not a lot of length on this team right now. They the- are, they're smaller than they were last year, and they were kind of sure. small last year anyway. So yeah. I mean, small in the front court and small on the wing. So, I mean, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is going to need to be back at some point. It, can you get him back for the middle of the play? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a, that's like fr- from a basketball sense. The the more interesting question to me is like, because, okay, he's not back. It's March 22nd. We have no reason to believe he'll be back on March 23rd. But let's assume he's back in a week or so. He probably needs a few weeks to get going. So the, real, the the real question is, how far can they go while he, until like they need him to be some facsimile of his peak self? Can, like, can, can they get can through they... the first round without him? Yes. Is that, that that's that like that's kind of the question I'm getting at? Because like in a best case scenario, he's back. Let's say first week of April, um, and he's obviously not going to be himself because he hasn't played for a while. But like. You know, if you can if you can get through the first round, you're saying you don't really need him to be Andrew Wiggins until 
May 1st is, can, is what we're talking can about. Can you yeah. get him back if you don't play the Suns in a theoretical KD matchup because you're going to need him there? And then, yes, the, he, yeah. he would He would technically <laughs> he would be needed for that. He yes. would, you know, you know. Yes. Giannis, he might help against, you know, those guys. But uh, I think it's those two teams are really the And, you know, if Boston gets there again, which I don't think that they will. I, I think Boston's Boston's got some problems with yeah, – I'm just not a big fan vibes. of their show. Vibes are not good. Vibes are not good. The Jalen Brown quotes, not high vibes. You might want to be, if you're a Warriors, thinking about, I don't He's know. He's a weirdo, though. <laughs> I don't know. Jalen Brown. That's, that's, that's a different conversation. Jordan Poole. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Money matches I'm sure. I'm sure Boston wants that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brad Stevens like, that's who we need. That's who we – of all the teams that could put a package together, it's the Warriors Jordan we want to help. Um. Yeah, I think those are the two teams really that make the most like scared. But what I, I'm curious your thoughts because we haven't really talked about this is just like because I've talked to Kyle Matson who obviously does some stuff in the Bay for, for, and does stuff for the Kings. He's actually very afraid as a Warriors fan of the Kings. What is your like Ooh. serious list level? Sam's got takes. Sam's got yeah, takes. What are your my um fear factor? I guess. First off, I. I don't want to play the Kings in round one because half my friends are Kings fans. Like if you grow up in Northern California, you have a reasonable amount. And I went to college up in that area. So it's, mm-hmm. it's even more exacerbated for me. So it's just kind of like that sort of thing. Um, thing. But I would rather play the Grizzlies than the Kings. I think the Kings have the best vibes in the league. I think actually, I don't think I know golden one center is going to feel like Oracle in 2007. Where, like, if you think De'Aaron Fox is good, you don't want to see him with, like, the power of 20 years of pent-up fan adrenaline behind him type of thing. So they're going to play above their level, and their level is pretty high as it is, right? Uh, meanwhile, like, I know how the Warriors feel about the Grizzlies, and I just feel like that's an easier matchup in the sense of um, they can play them in certain ways. So it's like, I, I personally would rather the Warriors just play the Grizzlies because I think it'll make them also be more serious. Like I could see a scenario where they play the Kings no, and they're like, on. "I'm walk me through this." Draymond Green sees Sacramento Kings and starts thinking, "I didn't even know they could win 40 games. They haven't done it in my entire career." And then the Warriors drop a game early, and then it's a three-one Kings type of series. It's that's the type of thing. Whereas they play Memphis Grizzlies, they're gonna get the power of Steph and Draymond being like, I would rather leave the court injured than lose to these guys. I, type of thing. It's a playoff series. <laughs> I cannot see Draymond. If Draymond's going to do that in a playoff series, just retire guy. Like, you know, I, I, I think the Kings are a far easier series. Just be, and again, like assuming John Moran is going to be, and I don't know why he was, we're, we're math, assuming right? everyone's there. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, I assume just he's playing basketball. I don't know. The guy, the kids doing weird shit. Um, the Kings don't play any defense, man. What are we doing here? I don't know. Like they could score 125 on the Warriors, but do the Warriors here's play the defense? Thing. Let me run. Yeah, well, let me let me run your scenario back to you. Okay, and you get that crazy crowd in Sacramento, and the Warriors win game one. I mean, you're, I could say the series is over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're you're correct, but um. And there's a higher chance that, like, if I had to bet on something on who was winning game one, the Warriors relish going into that atmosphere and just saying, like, you know what? We're just, just going to win this, and we're just going to call this series. I just don't but, think this is that Warriors team. I think they need – Yeah. yeah I think they need not- the added motivation 
Um, and honestly, they need to kind of roll their way into the playoffs with, as we said, the hope that like someone like Wiggins um, comes around and is closer to himself by mid playoffs. Like, I don't want to say Memphis is an easier matchup because they're obviously not an easy matchup, but they have their own issues going on. Like jaw. I don't know what to make of that. Like it's Steven Adams. Is he going to be back by the playoffs? Like, what is he? Well, and um, remember, remember Brandon Clark played most of the minutes right, against right, the right, Warriors yeah. because you ran Steven Adams off the court. He couldn't play. He was unplayable. Exactly. So now you're rocking with Xavier Tillman. I just think they're, I think they're an incredibly weak team. Whereas the Kings are completely healthy they're everything's vibing for them and they're going to run you off the floor. Like they know who they are. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying the inexperience holding them back. I just think they're playing the best basketball of anyone in the NBA right now. And I don't want to run into the team playing the best basketball in the NBA when the Warriors still are not whole. That's my, th- that's my take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're playing. I just, I don't believe it. I will never, I don't believe it. I, I've watched a lot of their, they're not a serious team. But whatever. We'll <laughs> There's I no just, serious teams in the yeah, that, that They don't true. exist. The only th- I just I hate. I was watching the game with my buddy tonight. I just and even this game, even this Warriors game, it was 127, 125. Dude, that's not real basketball. I just that's the whole I league, though. I know, like, I know. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Which is why I watched the last five Boomer minutes, Andy. and I'm just like, that's real basketball. It's hard to get a shot off. Everyone's playing real defense. Refs are not calling bullshit fouls. That's real hoops. That's real hoops. That's when the Warriors are going to be ready to play. Ah. I actually want to see, because I have no dog in this fight, and I actually, That's as you Warriors. know, life lifelong Dubs fan and also, you know, loving the light, the beam. Warm me up on that beam, baby. That and I can pause. just pause. pause. So I actually would love that because I'm going to go out to Sacramento. I'll just stay the entire series. I'll just stay for the entire thing. We'll do a little caravan. We'll show up. We'll, we'll hang out with you. We'll grab some ramen or something. And <laughs> I, I like need. I'm in need of like. Good. Does Tristan know the drive from from Sac to San Francisco? Do you know? It's you like know how what, long three hours or something. Yeah, it's like two and a half, right? Yeah, Sam, you know like, better. That's it's like New York. Exa- to- it's an exaggeration, guys. It's it's less than two and a half. It's less than two. That's fine. I don't care. I'll just. This is out. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm out on the East Coast. I want to get to the West Coast. <laughs> I want to have a reason. Uh, 95 7 the game loves me. As you know, yep. the morning roast date, we have a little beat. Those are our guys. Yeah. Those are our guys. Those Bonte's going to be Bonte. ready. Yeah. Bonte will be ready. Butcher boy. <laughs> I'm like going to be the butcher girl. And so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be awesome. It'll be great for content. Like coming for his job. I know they're like cutting, cutting shows. I'm ready to come oh for him. <laughs> shout out, shout out, friend of the show is D Bruce and uh, Ray. Ray, Ray I know Ray. that sucks. No, it really, that actually does suck. You know, I'm just trying to make light of it, but I really want this series. I do because I think I do. it would be fun. It would be I do. really, really fun. By the way, it looks like that is the series. If you look at yeah, the right now, I will, I will at least get kicked out of one of my group chats. So, um, you, <laughs> you know, won't I'm be gloating. Uh, yeah, maybe, be. maybe it's gonna go one way or another. It's you know. But, you know, that's a different conversation. Maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I'm denying the people what they want for my own keeping the peace <laughs> vibes, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I think Kings fans want Lakers for sure. Really? Yeah. Everyone wants the Lakers. Like, yeah. it, it's it, nobody. Hmm. 
nobody in California likes the Lakers. No. Except for Laker fans. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them. But, you know, you, you want to, some bitterness. And they're way more obnoxious than any fan base on the West Coast by far. Yes. The yes. Warriors need like I need I need four more I, championships to get there at least. Yeah. I need your opinion. You're you're on the East Coast now. I know you're originally from the West Coast. More obnoxious, Laker fans or Yankee fans? I know it's completely different sports, completely different vibes in the sports. I but think like, it's, it's Laker fans. I do. Okay. I do. The reason why is when they when LeBron got there, there were they were saying things like you have to prove to us why you belong here. That is (laughs) special. Yeah. That's, that's, and that happened. I was around for that. And they would never say that if Otani came to the Yankees, Hey, you need to prove to me. They would be like Jeter wouldn't strike out there. Yeah. Do that. No, no. Jeter would have thrown a better pitch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know he didn't pitch, but Jeter would have struck him out. Um, Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the thing about the Lakers and the Yankees, when was the last time either of them won a championship? A real Uh, one. It was 2000, what was it, 1999, 2000 for the Yankees, and then... No, Yankees in 08. I remember that one. It was a fake title, but just like the Lakers last one. 2008 Uh, was the last Yankees title, 15 years ago? 2009, sorry. 2009, 2009, excuse me. years ago? Yeah, I should know that right off the top of my head. 2009. Damn. And Remember, the Lakers won one was the last Kobe one. That was the one they won. <laughs> yeah, that's that the one. Yeah. Wow. Last one, last one that was in an NBA arena. That's wow. that, you know, just throw that qualifier out there real quick. Um, 2010. You're correct. 2010. So yeah. They're both, they're both kind of rocking with the, you know, the, the 20, 12, 12 years yeah. ago vibes. And, and I think there's actually some similarities because you got two. To, uh, multi-generational owners right yeah. the, the father comes right. in overspends does whatever it takes to win a lot of succession vibes a lot of succession vibes yeah comes in glitz and glamour you know tough and then the you know the next generation starts skimping on things feeling like that's their inheritance the, yeah that's the only money i have i don't make my money from any. we don't need else. we don't need alex caruso that's a yacht for me yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. yeah exactly. Wow. exactly 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 so. we don't need we don't need to pay for carlos correa we've got isaiah kiner falefa like it's okay it's all it good. sounds like a fake player but um <laughs> yeah. is a real person yeah this is a real guy oh, yeah wow. one of oh. the worst shortstops in the league <laughs> Oh, we got, we're rocking with Joey Gallo. We love some Joey Gallo. Like, it's fine. We'll find another Alex Crusoe. His name's Alex. His name's, uh, his name's Austin Reed. Austin Reed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, what? I He's love Austin calling. Reeves, but Jesus, the call actually really he is a he is calling. a good player. But then you know anyone who's above average at the Lakers, it's a yeah, it's true. a talking point. Real shock. Hey, by the real shocker, Jared Vanderbilt turns out not that great. <laughs> turns out, like I was told, I miss, I miss annoyed. I miss week one after the trade deadline when I was, you know, when he was going to lead to the collapse of the Warriors dynasty. Warriors fans were, I know, Trista, you're not, you know, maybe you are, you know. Yeah. Warriors fans were so mad about Vanderbilt. And just like, bro, like. He would have helped you guys, though. He would have helped you. He would have helped, but. Like you need that length, athleticism, but I mean, he was a, the, the thing that Warriors fans can be annoyed with about is that they got him for very little. That's really it. But nobody Where's wants to help Anthony you. Nobody wants to help you guys. 
Something Rob Plink. Does anyone, has does anyone want to help the Lakers though? Rob Plink has something on Danny Ainge because that trade didn't make any sense. They're gonna. I mean, he took a bunch of money and he's gonna give them the 2027 version of Wembenyama. You know, that's they can't. Just, they can't. The problem with that trade too is they can't get Kyrie now, right? That that's the issue. They can't come off of those guys. Like, oh no, they can't team. get Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what year? What year are we in, bro? You can get rid of I think that they can, but they can't if they want to keep D'Lo, which I think that they do. Which is also another mistake. Just It's just a fascinating collection of pieces. <laughs> it's a good way to well, <laughs> Shout out to the Lakers, who are up right now at halftime against the Sun. So good for them. Trissa, we, we appreciate you. Well, on 11.23, after my four-hour show, you guys, you guys boosted me up. The lighting is good in here. You know. Get her you a know. drink. I, I, I hope to see you guys. I hope to see you guys round one. Will you guys be att- in attendance? Yeah, golden one. If you if you come out, we'll make our way there. All we'll, right, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. You just let us know. Nice. Appreciate you. We'll do a Anything... collab, We'll do a collabo live. Yes, we will. Nice. All right. Great one. I I honestly mean that. I don't want to play the Kings. I don't. I, I, I can't. I understand, actually, from, from a content standpoint, the Kings should be who I want because uh, just everyone's got Kings friends. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a Northern California thing. You know, it'd be a good time. It's also um, the most likely scenario. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, there are two games behind them. Let's be real. They lose one game, and I don't know what they're doing. Everything's. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors play Philly on Friday. That's not an easy game. So. That's true. That's true. Um, hey, why don't we get to some of these uh, starred. Um, yeah. By well, the way, before we get to the voice, I know we got some voicemails. Draymond on Mavs formal protest. That's what's up. I love when he's trolling. That's my guy. Draymond played very well tonight. You get to say whatever the fuck he wants. That was awesome. That was yeah. a special performance, man. I just guys like Draymond, the heart that they play with. Sam, I don't know. I'll never get over it. It's like we watched last night. We watched Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. And everybody's tweeting, like, how do you not get romantic about baseball? It's how I feel every time that Steph, Draymond, and Clay close out a game. I'm just yeah. like, man, how do you not? You got a little tear in my eye when the Vets close out a big game like that. I know. You know? I know. Forever, forever warrior, Andy Lou. You're going to, you know. Draymond could be 40. You're willing, to, you're willing to give him another five years. I am. I would do it. I would do it. 25 a year. I'd do it. <laughs> I know I know. Joe won't, so, you know. Not my money. Did I pull the Joe meme up again? <laughs> All right. Uh, Francisco, our friend, just get two wings back. Just get them back. I can smell the desperation on the league. They're giving the title to the East, just like last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's not wrong. If you could tell me you get GP2 and Wiggins back and you can get them like back back, I'm in. Facts. I'm just um, cynical that, uh, th- that that can happen. Like it feels, if I thought last year was cutting it close, this year's cutting it real close, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't get GP back with six, seven games left. Great. Yeah, we, he doesn't play 30 minutes, right? Like he's a 20 minute a game player. So I have confidence he'll be back. But Wiggins at 35 minutes a game, that's damn near impossible at this point. We talked about it. It's, it's yeah, uh, we, we, we buried the news, but like um, it sounds like GP2 will be in uniform Yes. Within the next few games, yes. Steve's optimism made me think he might be back before the first of April. In my head, Ooh. I always had um, that April second or fourth game um, as like when he'd be back. Uh, but positive, he's trending. He's trending the right way, you know. So, I mean, that's that's amazing dude, mm-hmm. if he's back before then because that gives him a good five six game runway runway. Yeah, right. for sure. 
from shout out to Clay for having a really terrible game, but forcing Clay into a bad shot at the end, winning basketball. Can I say something about this? Mm. This season, more than anything, has been a reminder to me about what players are about, what matters, and what players are about, what doesn't matter. Clay Thompson had a horrendous start to the season, had a phenomenal two months from January to March, and he's been kind of struggling the last couple of weeks. But one thing I know about Clay is he's about the right things. That dude only wants to win, and he can play a terrible game offensively, but will compete his ass off to the end. He will not quit on defensive possessions. He will do the little things to try to win a game. And sometimes it's easy to lose focus of that when your team is frustrated. Um, Those are championship qualities, as you always like to say. And we've seen players come through this team who have talent, real physical talent, but do not have that mentality. Um, Talent's nothing if you're not willing to go there. And so to your point, I, I, I obviously also have the same soft spot. I just kind of double think it and get a little more like pragmatic and rational when I'm thinking about it a little bit, but like, you know, I'll ride with clay. Cause I know, I know if you get in a big game, you don't have to worry about clay no. wilting under pressure. He may miss a shot though, but he won't, he won't like, he may turn the ball over. We've I've seen him and Steph turn the ball over in big moments, but he isn't going to, wilt no let's roll oh wait no one more from peritosh real quick um bet the league's resident karen thought he was home and free with wigs out and then they threw kaminga at him Uh, (laughs) i just luca come on man nba's gotta do better that took me that took me a quick second to figure that one out um (laughs) be better i mean luca come on man you're the you're gonna be the face of the league like Oh, come on, man. John Morant's throwing his shit away. He's the next face of the league. There's a lot of faces of the league. It's not just one, but John Morant's trying to get his shit together. And uh, Luca, I don't know. You're not going to listen to me, but it's tough. What are we watching out there tonight? You watch this kind of game as a, as a, as a fan and maybe a fan that's trying to get into hoops. And what is that? He's so talented and he doesn't play basketball with like the seriousness needed to win a title. And he might not need to, but. Mm, he will. It does. It does. It's really hard to win a championship, dude. It's really. And yeah, you can, you can win, win it like this. He's good enough to win fifty games like this. Yeah, in fact, he's good enough to beat the Phoenix Suns like this because they're frauds. <laughs> um, and he did. And um, our 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 mutual friend, uh, Mavs guy Kirk, texted me. He said, "Sometimes I wonder if beating the Suns was the worst thing for him because wow. it incentivized wow. that behavior." Um, good take. Uh, and, and I didn't think about that. I'm like, but damn, that's kind of true. He, he probably needs to be kicked down a peg to like get a little more serious about some of the finer details. But, you know, not not my problem. Um, Good, uh, luck. Good luck, Giannis. It's, you, it's your show. Go, <laughs> go, go carry it. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Sword Vitality. Listen up, Dub Nation, especially all our guys out there. We have a special offer on the newest addition to your daily self-care routine. Do you shower, brush your teeth, and I know you manscape to keep the ladies in your life happy. Listen, no shame. Self-care is cool and manly, and that's why you need to add Sword Vitality Excalibur to your daily routine. Sword Vitality Excalibur can encourage optimal sexual health by increasing blood flow to help you thrive when it matters. Trust me, you might think your girl's happy, but what if she could be happier? 
This 30-day regimen designed to benefit your reproductive function can help maintain a healthy libido and stamina. Now, who doesn't want to last longer? You'll be proud of this product. It looks good on your shelf. It sure as hell feels good, and it shows your partner you care. Add Sword Vitality to your pregame, and you'll always be ready for game time. Visit swordvitality.com now. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS at checkout for a nice discount. That's swordvitality.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and that discount won't be the only nice thing that you'll be getting. All right. Tim, Tim A, Super Producer Tim, do we got the goons coming up? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you guys are doing a show tonight or whatever, <laughs> but look at us with back-to-back road wins. Huge defensive stop by Draymond to end this. And Looney, yes, Kevon Looney. Let me say that one more time. Kevon, Loon Dog, Looney at the free throw line makes both of those babies. Okay. Have a great show, you guys. It's Karima calling from New York. Bye. Wow, with the burst of energy to start. That is an amazing. That's a I kinda one. wish I kinda wow. wish we played that off the bat. Wow. Karima, you deserve wow. Better than coming on forty five minutes in. I know that but no no, I mean her energy is kinda how everyone felt after that game. That was a needed win. It's late in the season, but needed. All right. Who's next? Yo, Sam and Andy. Jack from Chico here. I'm calling right after the third quarter, and since Jordan Poole went in, I don't know if we had a possession that uh, where the ball didn't go through his hands, resulting in either a bucket by himself or an assist. It was insane. Um hate Jordan Poole sometimes, but, man, I also love that dude. He is so saucy. Um, let's give him some love. All right. Yeah, there's a full segment. Yeah, I've been waiting for this one. He looked miserable. No, <laughs> dude, that was amazing. He was amazing. And I think he was. wasn't that just Jordan Poole of last year? Now he didn't make a three tonight again. I just don't know where that shot is, but that doesn't matter when you get to the rim the way that he does. Just, the guy's got the quickest so, acceleration on the team. Just get to the hole, especially against a shitty defensive team like tonight. Christian Wood, so how much, by the way, worst big in the league. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, it's like the it's it's like looking to the future of Jim, Big Jim, you know, all right, all right, 20, all right. 20 and ten, but just doesn't get it in terms of all the details needed to win. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um, how much of Pool's success tonight do you put to Dallas overplaying him versus him just locking in mentally and making the simple play? Yeah, I don't. Because, I, what do you think? Probably a mix because I feel like Poole is one of those guys who he's so talented. Like, let's be honest. He can get a shot at will. He can do whatever. He gets himself into trouble by doing too much, right? I'm sure if you know Steve Kerr, you know Steve Kerr's like, no, dude, we don't need that third hezzy. Just one dribble go, you know? I don't need you to go over the top. And and tonight he was super locked in. It was... It was and no turnovers. He fell down a few times, got a call. I do think sometimes with Paul, when he feels like he doesn't get calls, he starts to lose it a little bit, which is right. which is kind of like you're not a superstar yet. Like Luca's gonna get those calls, right? And it's like, well, actually, Steph doesn't get those calls either. So I don't know what I'm saying. But I'm just happy that he played what I feel like is one of his best games in, in almost like maybe a month, at least in mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks when they when they really needed. And uh I don't know, man. These are the type of games that's like these are the type of games. 
where the Warriors won in Memphis game one because of what how good Poole was, right? Um, and mm. then they also won, like in Boston, he was right in the middle of that 18-2 run. And, uh, I mean, last point here about Poole, GP2 coming back can only help him. Yeah. Can only help him. Because that's an elite, elite defender that's going to make his life so much easier um, versus what he's done this season. So, For sure. Let's go. Two and three road trip never felt so good, but hey, they got it done. They got the bare minimum, but they got done what they needed to get done. And that one was so great. Draymond, Draymond, when he's locked in high stakes, I knew he was going to play like this. He always plays like this, even if he's worn down, tired, injured, doesn't complain. And that's how we need to keep his ass for until the wheels fall off. And Kaminga, also a great game. Uh, I want to ask y'all real quick, though, like, if y'all had to give, I know it's, you know, he hasn't been dealt the easiest cards and stuff, but what would you rate, like, uh, grade Steve Kerr's, like, coaching this season? Because we went up eight, and then he takes, like, he went, he went up eight or something in the fourth, and he, he took out Steph, and then it's just, like, immediately, of course, the Mavs go on a run. Like, why not, like, do that? Like, ride that horse a little longer, because that, that's the team that, you know, we got to run with Steph out, because obviously it's gravity. And also, um, it's just kind of crazy to see how far Poole's fallen off. Like, in the fourth quarter, like, last possession, you get a timeout, we get the ball and stuff, and it's like, they know they're going to be on offense and Dante's out there instead of Poole, even though I, I think he had a good game driving today. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to see. Anyways, uh, big dub. Uh, let's go. What grade do you give, you give yeah, um, Kerr? That's a great question. Yeah, it's the big one there. Um, C plus? I just, <laughs> That's I, so I just funny. I was gonna say B minus. Really, I just I was waffling between B minus or C plus. <laughs> um, I settled on C plus because um, he's not built to be flu. He's not a flexible coach. You can you can just tell his philosophies are his philosophies. He's never gonna play young guys, ever. He's gonna allow veterans more mistakes. If his rotation is that Steph is going to sit a minute or two minutes in the fourth and the second, he's going to do that. He's not a flexible coach. How many times have we seen that in his career? Tonight was frustrating because it's a must-win game for the Warriors. I've been less frustrated in other games because I know that's what he's going to do. Tonight didn't surprise me that he was out, but it's like, Steve, can you just – dude, it's, you got to win the game, man. Just leave him in for 12 minutes. Um, and he's not, his job is not to develop guys, so stop asking him to develop guys. Anyway. C plus. Give them vets. Yeah, my my argument is pretty much the same as yours, and it's a question of how glass half full, glass half empty you want to be. Um, I don't think Steve gets enough credit for holding the locker room together oh, after the punch. Point. Yeah, I think that's Steve at his best. I think he is a vibes guy. <laughs> He's the ultimate vibes guy in some ways. Um, I don't think that's easy. I think. Another coach who maybe savvier development may have this team 10 games under 500 yeah. because they've gone sideways because egos are real. Um, but, you know, the flip side to him being that guy is it took to this point to get Kuminga his run. And, you know, you could make a serious case that Patrick Baldwin should probably be contributing a little more and Moody should be contributing a little more. And, you know, um, if they had a coach like, I don't know, Mark Dagonar or like Will Hardy, uh, who are a little more development minded, I was just going to say those are probably guys who get a little more out of those guys. So it's like, you know, you got to kind of you're trying to do two things at once. He is elite at one of those things and we'll see at the other. 
and he's making an executive decision to take care of the first one. Um, and it is what it is. I, I was just going to say, my buddy asked me, he was just like, do you think a younger, better coach would get more out of this team? And I'm just like, and I literally told him, yeah, David Hardy is going to probably make Patrick Baldwin better quicker. But I guarantee you, or Will Hardy. Yeah. Draymond might knock his ass out if he tries to tell Draymond what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just hey, like you might as well train him. Yeah, it's it's like exactly. I, does exactly. he want to be? Does he want to be a part of a development situation? No. So, Chad is talking about Moody being outstanding tonight defensively, dude. Moses Moody been balling for the past. He week. has been. He's balling. been sneakily very good. He deserves credit. Um, there was so much that went on tonight that we didn't even talk Moody. Um, too much. I I have a Moody take, which is Dallas plays a brand of basketball that's significantly easier to guard for someone like Moses Moody than most teams in the league. So it's a perfect team for him to kind of get his legs under him and develop some confidence. He's not being run off of five screens and getting lost off ball. It's just like, can you stay in front of your man if they're kind of stationary? And he can, you know? Good point. Um, So... Happy for today. I just got one <laughs> question for you guys. Tony Lamb. Oh boy. If he actually <laughs> makes the rotation in the playoffs, how much money are the Warriors throwing at this guy? I appreciate it, guys. Eight figures. Um, I heard that. No, come on, man. <laughs> they didn't even give him a second year. That's how you know uh, they're like, you fill a role right now and we need you. But like they weren't even willing to give him the the JTA where they're like, we'll give you a contract with an option next year. They're not concerned about another team stealing him, which lets you know everything you need to know. They're going to try to probably sign a better player than him. And then if they you know need to bring him back to fill a bench role, they will. That foul call that he didn't get called on him which is hilarious. hilarious for two things one uh that's an absurd foul everybody in the league gets that two he has the gall <laughs> that he can get that call dude just pass the ball and keep it moving oh uh, the, the laying sprawled out yeah you could tell that's the confidence and you know sometimes it's a good thing i mean he made a couple big threes he shot them no hesitation right but can we can we keep it moving? I got a couple of voicemails. I don't want to do that. Lamb. Sam and Andy, it's Archie. Uh, calling Our right guy Archie. Mad. He called a Kaminga game. Uh, mentioned you guys in the tweet. Told you that Kaminga was going to have a big game. Very very happy for him. Um, everything that he did on the court mattered. It wasn't about the accumulation of stats as much as it was everything had like a purpose on the court. So big job from him. Other thing is, I think this is what Poole needs to do every single game, play with a downhill, more purpose, so to speak. Um, I thought that he was very, very smart in his decision-making. And lastly, cannot say enough about what Draymond did in the fourth quarter of this game. And honestly, the four blocks that he had throughout, I think three of them were just immaculate. Kind of reminds me of what uh, Messi does where – he analyzes the game, looks like he's not doing shit for the entire time, and then he just kind of turns it on. And Draymond really had that effect like on defense. That. It just shows you why he's such a great integral piece to our team. Have a great have a great uh, day, guys. Talk to you later. 
just want to throw it up because our guy Archie deserves the credit. 3.32 p.m. Shoots you and I a tweet going, big Kuminga game. Book it. Calling your shot. It's Babe Ruth level stuff. Huge. Huge. To his point, I, I want to hit the, John, uh, sorry, the Jordan Poole one first. Jordan Poole is a phenomenal player and, dare I say, a future all-star when he has a downhill mindset, right? When he is thinking about getting to the rim and playing off of how defenses guard him doing that, he is phenomenal and he's really hard to guard because he's his burst is insane, his handle's there, um, and he's herky-jerky in a way that's like, it's very annoying to guard when someone can kind of like stop and go like that and that sort of thing. Um, but too many times this year, he's trying to use like this deep three ball to like set up his game. Like he's Dame Lillard and you know, Stop, um, Clay. Yeah. I was Dame more so because he's a little more nice. So guy, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where when, when he commits to just getting downhill, like I have no complaints. I know you do, but I have none. <laughs> Keep him moving. <laughs> Keep him moving. Good Jordan Poole game tonight. <laughs> Worth the money. Worth the price of admission. Hey, guys. It's Varun here. We just won an overall really shitty game, so I'm psyched about that. I have a question about Anthony Lamb. So, obviously, Steve Kerr has, like, 10 no. championships, and I have zero, so it's easy to appeal to authority. But I really just feel like Anthony Lamb sucks at basketball. So, my question for you guys, <laughs> is he actually good at defense and I'm tripping? Or is it Ooh. what I think where every time I look up, he's getting barbecued one-on-one. He commits the stupidest fouls. And on top of that, he doesn't yeah. even make the <laughs> role player winning plays like grabbing loose balls or rebounding. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm going insane. He's actually a great defender. And Steve knows what's up, but wanted to get your take on that. Also, love seeing Kaminga develop. Shout out, Varun. We're going to end on Kaminga, by the way. This is not what – we're not ending on that. But um, my, my take is – um. He tries really hard on defense, but he is not smart. So he'll like sometimes when he plays defense one on one and he'll get a stop, you're like, wow, really good defense. Or he'll contest, right? Because he, he sees someone driving to the rim and he makes a great contest. Or he'll just or he'll just collapse and give up a wide open three, or he gets blown by because because like he's really slow. He's got feet almost as slow as Moses Moody. So like, I think the thing with him is he tries really hard. And he gives a lot of energy, which is probably why Steve Kerr likes him. I disagree with the, hey, he makes winning play stuff that Steve Kerr says, because I, I think he gives up as many bad plays as he does making winning plays. Uh, I just think Steve doesn't give any, doesn't give any cunny slack to guys like Baldwin and Moody and even Kaminga, and that's his problem. So that that's my thing. with, with So I'll, let me give you the counter argument because I do agree with you. Steve is unnecessarily harsh on um, the Kuminga and Baldwin's of the world. Uh, but I do think Baldwin, sorry. I do think lamb is more likely to stick to the game plan. And I think that's what Kerr's willing to live with a guy who makes individual mistakes, but does the right rotation more than he's willing to, live with a guy who makes the wrong rotation, but can make a hero play to recover. Um, and, and I think that's a big part of it where he's like, at least lamb doesn't compromise his teammates. And, you know, like you, I'm sitting here going like, 
it doesn't matter that he's in the right spot. He gets sauteed anyway, you know, like, like, but I think that's really what it comes down to. To me, it's, I I think we both agree on this one. He plays him as a message to the front office that like, give me someone better. That's a good point. That might be the best point. Actually, is is Mm -hmm. kind of, I mean, like you look at Jermichael Green. I mean, the same call could have been done for Jermichael Green. It's like Jermichael Green does some good things, but he doesn't really bad he stuff. Competes hard. He competes hard, but he tries hard. really yeah. hard. And and honestly, like that's probably why Steve Kerr plays him. And Steve Kerr mm-hmm. would just the other, yeah. I mean, we keep saying like he'd rather play the twenty. How old is Lamb? Like twenty four? Yeah, twenty five. And he's, he's probably 20, like twenty five. Um, as of a month ago, that's you know. And, and Kerr's probably like, you know what? I'd rather play him than the twenty year old Baldwin. And who's who's like, you know. I, we were all 21s. No clue what's going on around him, right? Like Baldwin is – I mean, I would say Kaminga has no idea what's going on. I, I would say Baldwin does, sort of. But Baldwin's so bad on – he's so bad on defense because he's, 20. he's so young. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so – at every player. But whatever. Whatever. Um, Do we have a last call? We do have one more. Here? Let's go. Let's go. One more. What's up, fellas? It's TJ. Like I said, I'm calling after every game now. Shouldn't have found this number, right. but – yeah, my armpits are sweating right We're now. We're not breaking the, the streak. Um, horrible no calls and calls on us. Uh, so that little mistake at halftime, I'm not tripping on that at all because bad calls both ways. So all good. We still won. Only thing, I we got a long road ahead of us. Um, for some reason, when teams play us, you see how well Hardy played tonight? Hardy was playing better than Steph tonight. And I'm just like, why do these players? Obviously, the coverage is different on these guys, but when they start to shoot these random guys on these teams, come off the benches, just go crazy. So, yeah, we got a long road ahead of us. Great dub. Um, Curry with the dimes. He wasn't really that crazy on the on the threes tonight or just some points in general. But, yeah, great dimes. Great win. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go enjoy this. Thank you. Guys. Peace. Dude, did we talk about Steph at all? We're an hour in. No, no. That's, that's how you know it's a great win. Um, we don't got to talk about number 30. Um, usually it's a 30 grovel fest because yeah. it's like 30 save us or what are they doing? They're wasting 30, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I thought he had a great game, um, even though he, you, he could have shot more, but the thing about Steph is he's not going to force shots. I mean, wasn't it just kind of like, I'm just going to do CP three because you guys are doubling me. I mean, okay. You know what? I'll do this one. I'll, I'll do this one. Take that a, a tried and true take. This game is kind of the reason, especially in a seven-game series, you see the difference offensively versus someone like Steph and Luca. Um, mm. Luca can just do all. Steph can just do all things, dude. He'll go off ball, he'll take the double, he'll pass out a double, he'll relocate, he'll hit the three. Um, and you see Luca, it's kind of just the same stuff over and over and over and over and over and over again. So yeah, um, I know you have a take there, but that's that's my thing, man. Steph is the most versatile, skilled offensive player of all time. Just. It's nothing no, you're right. Like tonight, they aggressively trapped him, and they're like, "You have to be a playmaker." And he's like, "All right, I'll do it." You know, he made the right play. Um, for the most part, he didn't turn the ball over. There are a couple in the second quarter that stick yeah. in my mind, but 13 assists. Like, come on, man! Efficient, 50 percent from the field. Yeah, he didn't. T- they they took away his three, but they took away his three at the expense of Kuminga getting 22 at the expense of. Um, you know, Draymond getting easy layups, yeah. 14 points. How many times is Draymond scoring 14 this year? Not that much. And it's it's that's the problem with Steph Curry. You you take him away, you turn 
other guys into weapons who might not otherwise be a weapon. You can't do both because he's that good, right? Like he's, he's a complete offensive weapon. I know some people would say LeBron or Jokic are better offensive weapons. I don't think so. It's as an overall team impact guy, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't want to like get into the debate, but like, it's you, not you close. Yeah, yeah, it's not close. Jokic is not close. I'd say, like me, you can probably argue LeBron as an overall basketball player, sure, but like, sure, but he can. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's the thing with Steph. Like, how many guys when they get everything taken away from them because teams double and triple can still be the best player on the floor, and he can't. You know, we saw with you know, 20, 20 and thirteen, and we're, we didn't talk about him once. Just say that out loud. Twenty points on nine of eighteen from the field, thirteen assists three turnovers so a four to one assist to turnover ratio and we didn't mention him once that's how good he is we we don't mention him unless 40 is the number you know like that's how good he has to be for us to like open on it we're 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 more interested in talking about kuminga biggest basket of the game steph curry um and yeah i mean just you, you know kevin durant we watched him in last season's playoff we saw what boston did against KD, and then we saw what steph did uh against boston just pretty simple pretty simple um comparison uh, what those guys did marcus smart and jason tatum and Rob, those guys were in hell dude <laughs> in absolute hell trying to grab this guy so anyway i'm glad we finished with steph i'm glad we finished one we go one hour and don't mention them that's how you that's that's the sign of how special it is all right we appreciate everyone be back When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.